Business Sights and Sounds. I'm your host, Alan Kiger, and what you're about to listen to was previously recorded for a radio interview. This is Sights and Sounds, and I'm your host, Alan Kiger, and my guest today is Platinum Certified Country Music Recording Artist, Doug Stone. Doug, thanks for being my guest on the show today. How are you? I'm good, and thanks for having me on the show. How you been doing since you've been sequestered? I've been pretty good. We're we're finally opened up back here in Indiana, but it was most of 2020 was, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it was rough. I lost my business. I got sick with COVID. Um, but sun's shining. We've had four nice good days here in Indiana. That it wasn't hot and the sun was out and it was just nice day. So I'm I'm glad we're getting life back to normal. Well, very good. That's about the way it's going down here in Texas. Um, you know, everybody's just had it. Looks like they've already had it, you know, and uh, those that haven't have, you know, gotten vaccinated. So everything's opening back up, and I'm glad too. Boy, this sitting around just drives you nuts. Oh, I've never been so bored in all my life. It, it's it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, now you started. Have you started touring yet? Yes, okay. yes. We're we're slowly getting back out there. And Dave says we even book. Uh, we're going on a two week uh, run here pretty soon, and so I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, everything's opening back up. Uh, yeah, I had the COVID myself. It was kind of rough to get through, but that's some rough stuff. It was. I I had it Christmas Day. That was my present. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, was... Merry Christmas and <laughs> Merry glad Christmas. you made it to New Year. Well, Doug, let's go way back. I'm going to start when you were a, when you were a youngster. Who were your musical oh. Who were your musical influences growing up? I was influenced by music. Period. You know, just the sound of it. Um, but Mama was country, and so that was kind of, I guess you'd say, the first music I heard. And uh, I loved it. You know, I'm a, I've been a country fan since you know I've been on the planet. Um. Then I got into, you know, the rock and roll, the Elvis stuff. And, you know, he, he, he came out the year I was born. So it was kind of, I grew up with Elvis my whole life. As a matter of fact, it was weird. We uh, buried Grandpa on the day that Elvis died. It was oh, kind of wow. strange. That is kind of strange. little story. <laughs> I was at my grandparents the day Elvis died. I remember it like it was yesterday. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that's really weird. Well, I read from from your your manager that at age seven, you opened up for Loretta Lynn. Tell the listeners what kind of experience that was for a seven-year-old. Well, you know, um, Mama, uh, when I turned five, you know, I was uh, getting pretty old. I I was in a hurry. I told Mama, I said, you know, would you teach me to, to play the guitar? And she said, well, if you'll practice. So I'd practice, you know, until my fingers bleed. And when I was seven... She uh, did shows for the radio station there in Georgia, WTJH Radio. And uh, Loretta was coming to town, so she asked him uh, if it'd be okay if I went out and did a song. And they said, sure. So uh, <laughs> it worked. I went out there and I, I played a little three-chord boogie on the guitar and, you know, looked at her. And I didn't even sing. I was scared to death. But when Loretta went out there, she kicked her shoes off. She says, hey, oh, God, don't mind. I'm just country. I said, that's what I want to do for a living. 
So I guess Loretta, Mama and Loretta make me what I am today. Well, she's quite quite the lady. I, I read that you were a mechanic before, if I read this right, before you got your break in country music. Is that what you would have done the rest of your life had you not made it as a country singer? Or was there other dreams for you? No, not really. Um, I was really a musician before I was a mechanic. Um, And then, uh, you know, you got to make a living somehow since Danny did mechanics and had a shop in the backyard. That's, uh, that was the logical thing to do. You know, I got good at it. Uh, we could do anything you wanted to do, you know, tear it, take it apart piece by piece and put it back together brand new. Uh, that, that's what we did. We built trucks. We'd, uh, go buy junk trucks and rebuild them, rebuild the engines and, uh, you know, put them back new again and sell them. So, uh, but I got good at it. The thing about being a mechanic going on the road uh, is when you break down, you can uh, fix it yourself. So I did a lot of that. Buses or something else, I don't care if you get in a brand new one, it's going to break down. But uh, <laughs> You're probably not going to fix one of those either. Oh, yeah. I've, I've worked on the bus I had. Oh, really? It break down. Oh, yeah. Exhaust pipe blow off of it or something, you know, or the... Where it connects to the turbo and brake, you'd have to redo something, you know, rig it so you could get home. So you were probably sought after in the country music. Hey, we we know this guy is a mechanic. We'll get him. He can play the guitar, sing, right, and and fix the bus. Well, yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> really, I'll tell you a story about myself and and Travis Tritt. We were out in Welfare, Texas, and. I couldn't even find it on the map, so you, if you know what I'm talking about, it's somewhere out there that you can't find. You have to ask somebody where it is. Anyhow, we got out there, and Travis's bus was uh, running wide open. And I said, let me take a look at it. And I did. All that happened is the throttle leakage had, had flipped over, so I flipped it back, and it was just fine. That's pretty amazing. You know, simple things like that that would stall other people didn't bus, you know. That's, I mean, that's a useful, helpful thing when you're on the road. Oh, yeah. It, like I said, it got us to a lot of gigs. But I got tired of it. I mean, you know, once it caught on fire two times, I said, you know, I think we're going to get out of the bus business and let somebody else handle that. So now I just lease from a company. A lot easier. Well, Doug, you've had eight number one singles, 11 top 10 singles. Uh, you've sold over 10 million albums. Um, that's a humongous accomplishment. Wow. What are some of the highlights of that, that that you remember that stick out in your head? You know, the story of a song, you know, and maybe one you didn't think was going to be a hit that was, or one you thought was going to be a hit and it wasn't. What's something in that that, that really sticks out to you? Well, you know, when the guy stood up and he pulled his pants and he said, let's do an album, that was the biggest thing that I'd ever, you know, went through other than you know watching my kids being born but uh when when, uh montgomery said let's do an album that had to be the highlight of my life uh and then you know when we hooked up doug johnson which you know he's the one that took it to uh bob montgomery and we hooked up and we started doing the album and it was just amazing when i first heard my voice recorded by a real producer, you know. I was just uh, 
I've never heard my vocal uh, taken apart and uh, copped, you know, in different ways. Like I'll sing it one way one time, one way another time, and, and sometimes he'll hook them together, you know, because he likes that flow of the music. So in actuality, when I finished my first album, I had to go back and learn it. But that was one of the biggest things was hearing my voice the first time done by a professional. And I went, wow, man, that's something else. <laughs> I'd, I'd ask you what your favorite song is, but I've heard they're all probably babies, so it's hard to pick your own favorite kid. But oh, I don't know. Let me tell you the first time I ever okay. heard my voice right. on radio. It blew me away. The guy, we, did, we were in North Carolina doing a show. And uh, I went by the radio station. He said, have you ever heard your song on the radio? I said, no. Dale Van Horn was his name. And uh, he played. He said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you five minutes to get to your car. So I got to my car. When he played on a pine box on the radio, it was just, I don't know. It was kind of like a dream come true, you know, for a kid in Georgia. To hear their music. I've, I've, I've heard that a lot from, from artists talk about how exciting that is the first time they've yeah. I, 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 I don't know what that's like, so I'll, I'll never get to experience that. Well, I'll tell you, I'm ready to play one of your songs. I'm going to play one of my favorites. Uh, it's, you know, unless you've got one you'd rather play, but I, I want to play Why Didn't I Think of That. So, listeners, let's listen to Why Didn't I Think of That. That was Why Didn't I Think of That. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Alan Kiger, and my guest is Doug Stone. Doug, what, what kind of hobbies do you have outside of music? Well, as a matter of fact, what I was doing when I called you, I'm building pine boxes. I'm a little woodworker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, it was weird. I got to sitting around here and uh, I got to thinking. I said, you know, what could I do that uh, people would enjoy and, and uh, you know, that I, I could build uh, since I like to work with wood? And so I started building miniature pine boxes. They're like three and a half inches by seven inches, but they're uh, they're cute, cute little wooden boxes. Are you are you selling them at farmers markets or on eBay or? Oh, I sell them on the website. The only thing for me that I do is just go to the website. It's okay. got everything I've done or doing. Okay. Well, I missed I missed the pine boxes on the website, and I thought I I thought I toured it pretty good. Well, I have to look again. I, I wasn't looking for pine boxes, so that could be my fault. Well, as a matter of fact, I even thought about going into the business of building big ones. You know, hand-build big, old-timey caskets. See what people <laughs> thought about that. I have so much time during Monday, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday. You just basically just touring on the weekend kind of a deal? Like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then off? Well, we're going out here for two weeks now. We'll play like three and four days on, then off one day, and then three and three or four on. But uh, yeah. Okay. What are your What are your charities that you like to uh, donate your time to? St. Jude. Okay. Anything to do with kids? Yeah. Um, the Heart Association. I did a whole thing for them one time. Um, I was the spokesman for the Heart Association one year. Uh, yeah, let me tell you, if you smoke, quit. No, I That don't. stuff will kill you. It's uh, proven it, you know, I'm, I'm living proof and I, I feel my lungs because of it. Now, did I read that you had had a quadruple bypass? Oh, 
Oh yeah, who's counting, man? It was really five. It was really five. Who's counting? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, Doug, you're going to be performing June 30th at the Marion County Fairgrounds here in Indianapolis. What would you like the listeners? What What should they expect? I mean, you say you're just starting to get out. I mean, fans have been cooped up for a year. They haven't heard live music. Have you noticed that fans are a little more eager? Are they a little more excited at the place? What should they expect from you? Let me put it this way. I was down in Nashville. I don't even think they had fanfare this year. That's what I used to call it. Uh, And it was just crowded as it could be. I mean, people were standing outside the doors. They're ready to get out and have fun. So I figure that uh, we always have fun when we go because it's, you know, what we're born to do and what we love to do. So everybody come on out and let's have a good time. I'm pretty excited to be there. Doug, let's tell the listeners where they can follow you on social media, where they can purchase tickets. You mentioned your website. What is your website? Are you on other social media platforms, TikTok or Instagram or Twitter? We're on the Twitter and Facebook and uh, Instagram. All the all the good, you know, stuff out there, all the uh, social media. So uh, DougStone.com is my website. So you can go there and, like I said, you can get uh, tickets to there, find out where to get tickets to the shows and everything else, all the information that you don't care about about me and, you know, <laughs> all the good stuff. Hey, as a matter of fact, I have to go there to find out where I'm going. Well, I, I know, I think I saw you were going to be in Texas, and then I looked, I was just looking for the dates up here, and you're going to be here on the 30th, so, and I'm telling you, I'm, there's a lot happening at the Marion County Fairgrounds that week, and I'm excited to see you. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, this ain't my out. first time, but uh, like I say, this ain't my first rodeo being there. It's a great place to play, always has been. Well, Doug, thanks for being our guest on Sights and Sounds. I look forward to hearing you perform live on June 30th. Fans, again, that's June 30th at the Marion County Fairgrounds. Let's get out. Let's support live music. Let's have a good time. You know, let's get back to life. Amen, brother. Thanks for being my guest. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. This is Alan Kiger, and I hope you've enjoyed the interview on Sights and Sounds. The music that frames this podcast is the original music of Paul Myrie.